hundred dollars. <laughs> and a free laptop. Uh, oh, did you get that from Ian? Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for all the computers to make this podcast happen. Oh, he's officially Indeed. the the brother-in-law now for you. My brother-in-law. Speaking yes. to the microphone so oh. we can hear you. <laughs> I thought I had it close <laughs> enough. Um, my, okay, you know how we talk all the time about how our sisters would be friends with each other if they didn't hate other people so much? Mm-hmm. Your sister got married the same day my sister got married, but I knew nothing about it. What? <laughs> yeah, she got married on a mountaintop in Alaska. But I like she sent me the video and I was like, I didn't even know this was happening. And then I saw the pictures of your sister <laughs> in her like wedding dress and I was like, Oh my god, they got married on the same day. They fucking would. Well, I somehow <laughs> ended up being like the impromptu maid of honor for my sister, even though I wasn't the maid of honor, like I wasn't even gonna be in the wedding. You told her no initially i was like yeah i don't really know about that and then i was like fine i'll do it but only if i don't have to do anything (laughs) and i ended up having to do a bunch of stuff but it was fine like the person who was supposed to be her maid of honor was really busy i guess and didn't have as much to do in the wedding as she initially was supposed to so then another friend who was like added on last minute ended up stepping up and taking the maid of honor duties and then she didn't want to step on the other girl's feet. So they were like, well, you just be the stand right there because you're her sister. So yeah. I was like, okay, sure. And then it was fine. So, and I got to control all of the music at the reception. So I was like, fucking party stitches up in this bitch. I didn't play any stitches though. I should have. I should have, <laughs> but I didn't. weird owl. There, I don't think there was any weird owl either. No, unfortunately. It's um, fucked up. Yeah, so she got married, and here we are back in town and not prepared for another full episode yet, so this is an extendo. Yep, still behind. (laughs) We're getting (laughs) there, though. We're getting there, (laughs) and we appreciate your patience. I did go and listen to the beginning of the Selena episode today, and I did say on the Selena episode that we may not be on time after that, and I was correct, so... Well, anyways, welcome everybody to Death by Music Podcast. We got another uh, extendo for you today, like we just said. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about what happened the night James Hetfield caught fire. Give me a few, give me a fire, give me a dabby, dabby, yeah. Um, But before we do that, I did want to mention some things that we got an email over the weekend and I was like, holy shit, we're blowing up because some uh, person named Dave at Chartable sent us an email and said that we... We're like number 195 on the Music History Podcasts chart in Denmark. That's so nice. cool. Woo! And I was like, fuck yeah, Denmark, what's up? They only have 195 people there, so that's cool. Um, and then <laughs> well, I thank went, you for listening either way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All 195 of you. Yeah, so then I went on that website and I started looking at um, where we charted in different countries. And it, they never fucking told us, but we actually peaked at number 61 on the United States music history podcast charts wow like mm. for that genre that's what our podcast is slated as it's not true crime because not all of these right. are crimes um so yeah we pe- we peaked at number 61 we peaked at actually number 36 in denmark but currently we're at 195 so like guys <laughs> come on what's up tell your fucking mom denmark what's wrong um and we also made the music history charts in israel cool for podcasts mm. and canada but Canada, we're at number 232, so y'all need to step it the fuck up. It's a very serious face she's got. Um, yes. <laughs> also, while we were gone, we hit uh, 6,500 downloads, which is sick. Oh, geez. Steadily going up. And yeah, I wanted like... to give a sh- shout out to our friend 
Well, I don't know if he's your friend or not, but he's my friend. Chad Bailey in Sin. You know that band, S-I-N-N, Stranded in Newport News? He posted a video the other day because he does a lot. What's that guy's name who does the guitar videos that you watch? 331-E-Rock, I think. That guy. He does a lot. Of, Chad does a lot of videos like that. And so anyways, he posted a guitar video wearing his um, Death by Podcast team t-shirt and oh. tagged us in it. So that was nice. Cool. Um, yeah, if you want t-shirts, send us a message. They're $25 if you need it shipped. $20 if you're local. And by local, I mean if you're friends with us. <laughs> like, if I'm going to see you anyways. Right. Don't ask me to come out to you. <laughs> yeah, because that's... I don't have time for that. I don't even have time to research. You think I have time to go to your house? No. <laughs> okay. So, this is, uh, like we said, what happened the night that James Hetfield caught... Wait, did you introduce all of us? Yeah. I opened the show, I guess. That's Jake. Yes, I'm Jake. Cassie's here. Hello. I guess Alex is over here, I'm too. I'm here. <laughs> this article is from Loudersound.com by Philip w- Wilding. Did have to do some semi-public speaking this weekend mm-hmm. and reading aloud. Um, I was like, for And what? I did not have to clear my throat at all. All right, here we go. <laughs> Sentence one. <laughs> oh we're on that level yeah. that's what we're Advanced doing today reading. holy shit <laughs> the story of montreal 1992 the night james hetfield almost lost his life and guns and roses fans rioted good job you did it yeah Go, that looked like jake. a magic trick from over here jake just well it stroked his whole nose to like pull something off of it yeah well as soon as i started talking they're like a a hair like grew out out of nowhere and i was like what the oh my god all right sentence number two (laughs) (laughs) picture this it's august 1992 and metallica are on a high touring the black album the record that would send them into the commercial stratosphere the band are crossing North America, co-headlining a traveling festival that's monolithic in scope and style, accompanied by the day's other hard rock behemoths, Guns N' Roses. The 55,000 capacity Olympic Stadium in Montreal is sold out, and the expectant crowd have no idea what's about to unfurl in the following hours. Earlier, the band's crew briefed the... <laughs> You you forgot to say sentence number six. That's what it was. It's okay. uh, Yeah, I'm reading this cold. What do you do with books? (laughs) He doesn't have to read them out loud. Well, I never finished them, so. (laughs) You remember of Mice and Men? (laughs) You know how thin of Mice and Men was? Never finished it. It's a good book. I know it's a good book. I just never finished it. How do you know if you didn't finish it? I saw the movie. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a good book. I saw the movie. Come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, what was this, paragraph three? <laughs> Earlier, the band's crew briefed the band on the evening's pyrotechnics. They've decided to increase the number of half-pound aluminum powder chargers used during the performances, situating the explosives at the front of the stage as well as on its outside wings. And a dozen songs into their set, frontman James Hetfield steps into a 12-foot high torch of fire. Mm. Yow. As Fade to Black builds, Hetfield is suddenly unsure of his stage position as huge, fiercely hot plumes of colored flame burst into life around him. He walks tentatively forward and then takes a step back. Quote, I'm a little confused on where I'm supposed to be, he says later, speaking to VH1's behind the music. And then Pyro Guy doesn't see me and whoosh, a big colored flame goes right up under me. Oof. I'm burnt, my arm, my hand, uh, completely down to the bone. Oh my God. Yeah. The side of my face 
Hair is gone. Part of my back. I watched the skin just rising. All of these things going wrong. So he didn't like just walk into it as it was already up. He was standing kind of in the wrong spot, it sounds, over where one of the things would fucking blow up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's... he was standing there and then the pyro guy like lit it off or whatever. Yeah. And if you've ever been to a concert where they got big pyro like that, it's hot. It's fucking hot. I can hot. only imagine being in it. He said he got yeah. burnt to the bone. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really have any scars, does he? Um, I think that's his face. Oh. Because <laughs> on the one side of his face, I, I never really thought about the fact that he got burnt up on that side, but um, I thought it was just, you know how if you have like scarring acne and yeah. stuff? That's and what he, I he was like was. a pimply little kid, so I thought that he... <laughs> she would know. I thought She's that that's... <laughs> yeah, Creep. of course I have. Um, I thought that was just like acne scars, but then I thought of it and I was like, oh shit, that's Those from him getting friends. burnt the whole left side of his body. Wow. What is the the like villain from Spider-Man that, that happens to? Two-Face? Yeah, that's that Batman. One. Why do oh, I Batman? know that? That's Batman. Okay, it's yeah. Batman. I is felt that like the a right bad... character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Is that the right person? Mm-hmm. Two-Face? Yeah. Yeah, that's Batman Fuck character. Fuck yeah. Good job. Somebody would be proud, but I'm not sure who. <laughs> yeah, you don't watch superheroes. I don't movies. know shit about superheroes. That was Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I was just thinking of the guy with the burnt face. I was like, that's it had Har- to have been a Harvey, Tobey Maguire That's Harvey Spider-Man. Dent, right? Hmm? Harvey Dent, the guy with yeah. the burnt up face. Yeah, you got that it. blonde guy. Yeah. What else is he in? He does like period pieces, doesn't he? I don't know. Oh, the guy from the Dark Knight series? That did Harvey I, Dent? That's one of the movies yeah. that I did see. Well, that's probably and why after, you remember And it. after that, I was like, I'm not watching any more of these fucking <laughs> movies. Um, yeah, the DC I don't remember what his the, name You is. didn't see the one with the... Uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? The played, new Spider-Man. Played Joker Wa- Joaquin that died. Phoenix. Not no. that one. The one... Uh, uh, who's the guy that died to play Heath Joker? Ledger? Heath yes. Ledger. I thought that yes. was the Dark Knight. I thought that was the Dark Knight. It was one of the Dark Knights. It was. I think it was the second one. I think the first, the first one was the one with Harvey Dent where they create... Two face, and then that's true. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Her was weird. Back to James Hetfield. <laughs> yes. Um, Lars Ulrich looks on from his drum riser, later recalling that Hetfield was completely engulfed by flames, uh, burning with thirty-two hundred degree heat. Woo. Yes, uh, akin to the combustion temperatures used to oh, propel rockets. Shit. I'm surprised there's anything left of him. I Just thinking what his about arm it. Looks like now I have to look at pictures. I mean, he said he, he said he could <laughs> see his bones. I mean, when you look at him now, it doesn't look like. I think I he's, got he's got tattoos. Ta- yeah, he's and got stuff. he's got a sleeve and everything, but like you bet he's he does because you wouldn't be able to feel that anymore. Yeah, you don't Just sit for hours. It it doesn't look like he's missing. Yeah, they probably muscle did some crap or anything. Yeah. Fuck? Luckily, as the full force of the flame hits, Hatfield is wearing his double necked guitar, which deflects some of the flame into the left side of his body. His arm and hand are seared. His eyebrows suddenly wisps of smoke. Oof. He falls and rolls across the stage floor in att- in an att- attempt to diffuse the flames. Stop and in the on. confusion, the rest of the band stand frozen in place. As bassist Jason Newstead told People Magazine, if he had been breathing in, he would have been dead. The band's bass tech, Zach Har- Harmon, remembers, I ran over and saw him holding his arm with his skin coming off. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> With the set cut short and Ulrich explaining the situation to a bemused and confused crowd, Hetfield is hustled backstage, 
waiting for his ride to the hospital. As a as crew and security bustle around him, someone accidentally brushes up against the singer and bumps oh. into his burnt hand. Ugh. I remember I just lost it, recalled Hatfield. I screamed and punched him right in the nuts. <laughs> with, with the other hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally a Hatfield move. Oh. Uh, it would be hours before the band would know the full extent of their singer's injuries. Rushed to hospital in a crew van, Hetfield was discovered to had suffered to have suffered deep second degree burns on the back of his left hand and second and third degree burns on his arms. Mm. I was in shock, he recalled. The nerves felt like they were exposed. My hand looked the worst. It bubbled up in two layers that came off. Uh, doctors cut the remnants of his clothes off, sawed the ring on his left hand, and sated the singer's agony with morphine. It was pretty much the worst pain I've ever felt. I've ever felt, says Hetfield. His arm you can't really tell anymore because it is covered up with a bunch of tattoos, but there are some photos from when it happened and he was healing. His hand looks normal now. Yeah, let me show you guys. And I'll post this picture when we when we post the episode. Yeah, graphic content. Uh, I mean, it's not that graphic. Oh, okay. It's just, it looks like he burnt his fucking hand, but he always wears like... um. Like, oh, like the, the wristbands and shit or like elbow. Yeah, the sweat so you don't things. notice it as much, but see, he's got that burn glove on and you can see oh, on his yeah. arm how... Did you pull up the picture? Yeah, I, I'm seeing a couple oh. of them here. He's got the burn glove and I think that there's a video of this happening too, but now he always wears like wristbands and shit. So you can, And then he has tattoos up there. Yeah, so I, I it do doesn't re- look like it got his face that bad, but yeah, it, I, re- I remember him always wearing the, the little cuffs and stuff, the little sweatband thing. Yeah, his, elbows, or his arm wrists. and hands look. The Meanwhile, worst. he listens back to this and he's like, "Those are acne scars, Alex." <laughs> oh, I'm an asshole. I'm an <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Okay, so this is um, a little bit from another article, but on the same incident, and this is from Ultimate Classic Rock by Jeff Giles, and it says um, because Guns and Roses were still supposed to play. So, ew, stop cracking your jaw. <laughs> did you know last time you did that, somebody texted me and was like, is Cassie's jaw okay? Th- they texted you that? Yeah, I think it was Monica. She was like, is she all right? Oh <laughs> uh, anyways, Someone ha- commented that I'm on un- our Instagram and I was like, yeah, I just talk a lot. <laughs> I'm unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So from the Jeff Giles article, Rose- roses as in Axel Rose's mercurial temper with concert crowds was already public knowledge. Shortly before the Montreal show, he'd been arrested for charges stemming from a 1991 riot that erupted after the band walked off stage during a stop in St. Louis. Uh, And he'd been complaining of vocal problems since the tour with Metallica started. Which, when you sing like that, it makes sense. Like, I'm waiting for the dude from Greta Van Fleet to, like, not be able to sing because he's like, ah, the whole time. Like, you're gonna fuck, you're gonna fuck your voice up, right? Yeah. Well, people that are classically trained or trained in some way know how to not have that, like, vocal fry or just damage to the vocal cords in general. Maybe. I know Hetfield lost his voice during uh, recording the Black Album, actually. That's when he had to take singing lessons. He had, like, all the cows built up in his throat and stuff yeah. he had to actually take singing lessons and that's after that album that's when you hear his voice change and he, he sings completely differently now he's actually a good singer um uh where was i yes okay in fact it was just getting back on track referring to his voice after a handful of canceled dates slash had warned the montreal gazette that rose had a hole in his in a vocal cord but promised that the typhoon of chaos surrounding the group wouldn't derail the show According to Gazette, Guns N' Roses took more than two hours to take the stage after Metallica's departure, and things went downhill from there. 
According to the New York Times, Rose lasted 55 minutes before ending the set, although the Seattle Times timed it at a far less charitable 15 minutes. So imagine this. They've already been waiting for Metallica. They're pre-gaming whatever. Metallica goes on. Dude gets burnt up. Then they're like getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Just two, for two hours before Guns N' Roses hits the stage. Just getting fucked up. And then they leave. God, that's a long time to wait. Just they for waited, one band. They waited longer than the band even played. Yeah. Um, either way, after standing around waiting to rock only to hear Rose say, this will be our last show for a long time, then walk off the stage, the crowd turned to violence. The PA fed back the entire time. The monitors fed back the entire time. The crowd was like non-existent, Slash later told MTV. We had just stopped the tour because I had throat problems. Came back and I realized I'm going to hurt myself, Rose said. I told Slash, two more songs. If we can't get it fixed, I gotta go. We did more than two more songs. And finally, I was just like, I don't know what to do. I looked over and Gilby was like, dude, I can't hear. And Duff was like, I can't hear either. <laughs> we had a little huddle and we were like, nah, we're out of here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Added Slash, Montreal was just really creepy. Nothing against the people of Montreal. We had a great time hanging out there. I think it was the building itself. Um, is Montreal where... Metallica ended up filming that Through the Never concert oh, film. It was somewhere in Canada. I'm not sure about that, but that's uh, the Queen Live in Montreal. I think uh, that's where they recorded that movie. That was a really good concert movie. I know they were somewhere in Canada when they did that Through the Never f- film, which was... Was it through... Yeah, it was really good. Did you see it, Cassie? Did, I think I went to the movies for that. Really? I'll have me, to ask Daniel because I wouldn't Jake, have just gone. Me and Jake <laughs> went to the movies and we picked like a weird time because we wanted to be the only ones in the theater. Yeah. And we walked in and we were the only ones in the theater. And then guess who walked in? James Hetfield. Alex McMotherfucking Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <We're> Alex. Like, <laughs> fancy seeing you here. Like, I might have gone, but then I would have remembered Alex McGinnis showing up. So no, because I was like, did I go with you? Who did I go with? If it was you, please let me know because I literally <laughs> do not have any like recollection. Being Watch like, me not have even seen it. What movie? <laughs> what movie? It's like a concert of? film. So yeah, they, but I watch a lot of those. But they have a loose plot, but it's Metallica. So there's a loose plot yeah. that goes with it and you never really know what happens, but there is like a big riot and stuff. So I was going to say, I wonder if the movie is the plot that goes with the movie is loosely based on this because there is a big riot that happens in the movie and it's in Canada. Hmm. Yeah, it says it was, was uh, peaceful. footage shot in Vancouver and Edmonton. Oh, so a couple okay. different places. Well, never mind. Yeah. Um, ultimately, out of the 53,000 or so in attendance, only an estimated 2,000 were involved in the riot. And aside from grotesque levels of property damage, which reportedly included an uprooted street lamp and an overturned police cruiser, hmm. the whole thing was kept from spiraling too far out of control by Montreal police, who showed up in riot gear sealed off the area, and used tear gas to quell the violence. When the dust settled, there were at least three police officers and ten rioters injured, and at least a dozen arrests. So my guess is the 2,000 people that were involved in the riot were people from America, and, like, the 51,000 people who weren't were, like, the Canadians. (laughs) Um, That would make sense. Um, just a guess, though. The whole mess made headlines around the world, giving Rose's list of detractors more ammunition and furthering the band's growing reputation for bad behavior. The Montreal Gazette recalls that when U2 visited the city a few weeks later, 
Bono cracked a veiled joke at Rose's expense from the stage, pausing a few songs into the set, quipping, What time is it? Ah, we gotta go. Between Hetfield's injuries <laughs> and Rose's vocal woes, uh, the Montreal catastrophe left the tour in temporary limbo until August 25th, when things were finally able to resume in Arizona. Hetfield, eager to get Metallica back on the road, had to stick to vocals, temporarily turning his guitar duties over to John Marshall of Metal Church, who at the time, um, he was just Hetfield's guitar tech. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that we mentioned this in the Cliff Burton episode, but Cassie doesn't remember because she doesn't give a shit about Cliff Burton and Jake was not on the podcast at that point. Or maybe I just read it in the well, book. Well, you said, oh, I think we went over it. And then you gave the entire synopsis. And I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> You're like, whatever. It was really short. And I was like, okay. I did read the book. So it could have just been that I read it. And, oh. But I thought we discussed it. Anyways, John Marshall Wait. played for James Hetfield and was like, this was his idol. How fucking crazy just being the guitar tech. That's every guitar tech stream to be like, hey, you. You get up here and now you're in the band temporarily. And then he went on to be in Metal Church, which is This is vaguely familiar cool now band. that you just okay, said it like good. that. There we go. Um, <laughs> Jake's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> James Hetfield said it was an experience that was awkward, not just because of the arm length bandage that he was sporting. It sucks, Hetfield told the Columbus Dispatch. <laughs> you're up there and you're singing, but a lot of our songs have some pretty long instrumental bits. It's like, what the hell am I going to do here? Head backstage, do some laundry. You can only be a cheerleader for so much, and it looks kind of silly. <laughs> uh, fortunately, that would be funny if he brought like a basket of laundry on stage and was just standing in the corner folding it like during the breakdown for one. Yeah. Okay. Fortunately, the tour was able to make it through the rest of its dates, which concluded on October 6th at the Kingdom in Seattle without further property damage. And all things considered, still turned out to be a solid moneymaker. According to Slash, however, the members of Guns N' Roses ended up barely breaking even, thanks, to partly, thanks partly to habitual tardiness and partly because... As he claimed in his self-titled autobiography, Rose insisted on throwing expensive backstage theme parties in an effort to impress their co-headliner. Hmm. Metallica was earning the exact same paycheck as we were every night, Slash said. But while they pocketed the whole thing, we were blowing 80% both on union dues for all the overtime we cost ourselves going on late and over these stupid theme parties. It was just bad. <laughs> wow. All right. Back to the original article. Let's see. Damage was estimated at $400,000 U.S. with 10 people injured and at least half a dozen people arrested. And as if to add insult to injury, the remaining members of Metallica found themselves held backstage for their own safety, nixing any idea of heading to the hospital to check in on Hetfield. They finally made it back to Montreal's subdued streets at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. Released from the, released from the hospital a day later, Hetfield began painful daily ninety minute therapy ses sessions in which his wounds were cleansed ugh, mm. and dressed. I guess yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. Uh, with therapists putting him on an exercise program to help him regain movement in his nerve damaged arm and hand, he was back on stage in Phoenix on vocals only seventeen days after the accident, when Metallica resumed its tour with stand-in John Marshall on guitar. When I went back for the first time and those flames went up, my heart raced, he told people. It's like when you're a kid. If something scares you, you go do it anyway. I learned from it. It's the Metallica way. 
I would have never had any type of pyrotechnics on stage with me ever again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So why that man did, I'll never know. Well, it's the Metallica way. That's why. But I mean, yeah, that that would be terrifying. And they generally do like pretty crazy stage performances. So, yeah, I remember seeing them in Philly a few years ago. And like we were up in the the bleachers, I guess, because it was a stadium. Yeah. And like we weren't close to him at all. And I could still feel the pyro. I can't imagine being in the front row at a Ramstein concert. But yeah, you can feel it It is so hot. So imagine like literally standing in it. It is crazy that more damage wasn't done to him. But I imagine you could stand within 10 feet of it and get burned, you know? Probably. I mean, they are they are right next to it on the stage. So like your hair would just fry. Yeah. If you're Michael Jackson. What? Is that what happened to him? Yeah, you don't. uh, Michael Jackson got his head caught on fire by pyro once. (laughs) No, I don't remember that. We'll have to do that one next. (laughs) I've had enough of the plane crashes. Let's do artists who've been caught on fire by their own pyro. Yeah, he set his hair on fire with pyro in one of his uh, performances. Damn. It might have been back in the 80s. I don't remember. He had all that Aquanet, too. Yeah. It's even more flammable. Not a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Not a sponsor. Non existent. Did they go out of business? For being flammable. I think it was it was like putting holes in the ozone layer. Isn't that the story? Isn't all aerosol. aerosol? Yeah. So how do the ones that are still on the market get away with it? I don't know. Because people, normal people aren't spraying it on their head every day. I don't know. Not I don't anymore. know. Do you put aerosol on your head? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Lysol. I like the smell of Lysol. Didn't we have a conversation about Lysol where if you breathe with your mouth open while you spray it, then you can taste it and it really it doesn't taste me, that bad? It wasn't me, but that sounds like some... I wouldn't have said it tastes bad. It does bad. not taste no, it, like it, lemons. It, it doesn't taste that bad is what I said. <laughs> oh, was that you? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a conversation we've had. I just don't know. It's fine. I don't know. Y'all tell matter. us. Do y'all like the smell of Lysol? Do you just like tasting it? Just just spray it in the air a little bit and breathe in with yeah. your mouth open. <laughs> taste it. Don't take do big, it with Febreze. Take big gulps of air. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> and Guy Fieri, that shit. <laughs> yes, Guy Fieri, your Lysol air. And let us know how it tastes. This is probably why we don't have more ratings. Because people don't even get this far. They're like, I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> I think we're fun. They shut Don't it off five talk minutes down about us. What? They shut it off five minutes into the episode. Probably. Like, no. Enough. The good parts are at the end. Sometimes. Uh, that just makes them stay. <laughs> 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 we got you. Uh, anyway. Psych. Um, yes. Do we have any business to discuss? I don't think so. Mm, business. We're working on Jimi Hendrix for the Patreon uh, to get two episodes, first part and second part, up this month stop doing that she keeps cracking her jaw (laughs) so make sure you guys subscribe to our patreon um the link should be somewhere if you go to the main page on spotify it should be in the description for the episode but you know or you could just type in death by podcast team on patreon and you'll find us it's only five dollars and we have four full episodes up there right now and like we're pretty close to taking a break from releasing full episodes right here so if you want to hear new content then you know give us five dollars um anybody can think of anything else look like robert de niro um (laughs) is that what he sounds like no you looked like him (laughs) your face was like no we're just catching up on writing we only got two episodes left in the main season so we're, we're gonna take a break 
from that. And then yes. we're going to bank some episodes so we're not so crushed. Bogged down. Trying to sleepy. get these things out to you guys. <laughs> yeah, we've got Sam Cooke, uh, which is nearly done. Hopefully we'll be out next Wednesday. And then after that, we are working on Lane Staley of Alice in Chains. So those are for the main feed. And then um, if you have any suggestions for season four, we have a list of things that we are considering, but it has not been finalized yet. So just let us know what you guys want to hear for season four. You can send us an email or a message on social media. Our email is deathbypodcastteam at gmail.com. Rest in peace. Bye. Later. Music by Demons at Demons Band on Instagram. Artwork by Mike Johnson. Writing and production by Cassie Gardner, Alex Motler, and Jake.